Popping Flags has been brought to you by Long Island's premier youth flag football league, Legends U. Fall season begins 2021 in September. Sign up today at www.legendssu.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at LILegendsSU. This is for all ages, 4 and under, to 18 under, boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. There'll be full game weekly highlight videos and also a lot of fun. Legends are not born, they are created. Ever, like when you were younger, did you? Everyone good? I'm good. Were you, you good? supposed to have rugby practice today? No. You were supposed to have it yesterday? No, Tuesday. We practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So what's that like coaching a team and you don't really get to, to see them? And what's it like to not be on staff but be on staff? A lot of trust and accountability. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm working with college kids that bought in. You know, I mean, we have the title of club but I instantly told these guys flat out, if you're going to be a part of this team, I'm going to treat you like a varsity team. Mm. And most of them come from a background of baseball, football, soccer, all these different things. And it's like, well, I'm going to treat you the same way your coach in high school treated you. The only difference is I'm not going to be here every day. That's a good segue. We're talking <laughs> with Big Papa Ploth, Rob Ploth. Um, he has a St. Dominic's football former coach over there, um, current rugby head coach at Hofstra University, my alma mater. Um, and also a luminary in flag football, whether it be eight-man, five-man, on a bunch of teams. This is Poppin' Flags. I'm with my co-host, Sean McCain. What up, dude? What's going on? Chilling? What's up? What's up? Everything good? Chilling, man. How Chilling. excited are you to have Big Papa Ploth in the house? Nah, it's good, man. We we haven't had a legitimate lineman yet. Mm. Um, so this is the first lineman, coincidentally, Hall of Famer. So uh, a lot of years in the trenches. Mm. You know, guys know him across the, across the field, on the same side of the field. Mm. Um, you know, watching him, you know, when they were in five men or younger, you know, guys just like see him and uh, he's making a big play on offense, defense, you know, so he definitely has put in a lot of work in the trenches. Um, uh, his teams are usually, you know, very successful, usually just because of the, the line. Um, but, you know, if you have everything else on top of that, your team becomes amazing. So you kind of need that line when you mm. play flag football. If you don't have a line, Obviously, you can attest to that. but Yeah, no, line is uh, the most important thing. If you look across all the divisions, A, B, C, or D, any one of the skill position players can play at any one of the levels. But when you get to the line, that's when it kind of changes a little bit. You know, the lower divisions, you got a lot of guys that want to play and are having fun. Higher divisions, you got a lot of guys that played high school and or college and have some experience where they're trained at the next level. Sure, for sure. And I think that's, um, you know, something you need – uh, you know, guys going powerhouse, like four guys on the line. You know, I think you guys have done that a few times. I mean, that's um, the new move in flag football. Yeah. Four guys, keep them in. You got three you guys, wide receivers. You guys just came off a championship, I believe, right? In the uh, GVOC. Yeah, we won that. That was yeah. seven man. And, nice. you know, we played that as if we were playing eight man. For sure. Three linemen down. One was eligible. It was either me or Carney, which I'm sure you guys know who that Jay is. Jay Carney, yeah. Yeah, the very, very quiet guy who. Nice. Yeah, he's a beast. 22 years old, just. Body and grown men. Yeah. How about your intellect right now? Give it, give it, just give it up. For you. <laughs> I, I see how your your beautiful mind is working, but I really knew that your mind was beautiful because indirectly I met you because I did ref you at a time. I want to say five years ago. I can vaguely remember, but I do remember that you had a younger brother that I'm a little bit more close to, Don Plaw. Shout out to my man Sofa King himself. 
Um, I met him and I just remember just having these conversations with him. And I guess from a referee's perspective, what I like to see, because I don't care who wins, somebody like Donald, right? I saw him as such an unrefined, somebody that was like ambitious, but just didn't know where to, you know, sublimate that whatever passion. So for me as a referee, I'll ref him all year round. So it'll be fall season. I won't see him for a couple of weeks and he may or may not do winter. And spring, it's like, okay, he grew up a little. So, like, let's hear how you been. How was your, you know, so I like to get to know. We're not talking about reffing now. I want to get, I want to see if you're, you know, in, in a good place. So, I just remember as I got to know him when he started uh, kind of calling Sofa Kings. Because I don't know if you remember, when he first started Sofa Kings, it was a C team. And they were terrible. They were, I remember I was like, you need, like, four more four more seasons, I'd say, for you to, like, be competitive. You're still going to lose but at least you're going to be competitive. But I remember he just, I saw him because he was, he was willing to stay after a game. He would watch another game. And I always think as a ref, like, yo, if this is my last game, I'm out. I don't want to see no more of this. Like, you, this is what you want to spend your Sunday on? Like, don't do that. But, you know, I just always respected him from that. But then he always told me about how much he reveres his older brother, especially like in the flag football game. What's it like having a younger brother and just having your experience and being able to not necessarily, you know, persuade him to play because he wants to play on his own accord but I know just as a young like I think about my son right I'm an only child and I'm always trying to think like how would I want to learn myself how can I be an ambassador to him because I don't want him to say oh I want him to play basketball because it didn't really go so well and I could have done if I all I did like I'm not trying to use him to you know make me feel good for my glory but you know as an older brother I think you're in a precarious position because your shadow does loom large and it's not because of your stature, it's because also the intangible things that you do. So what's it like being an older brother and trying to, you know, imbue whatever knowledge you have and then just inspire him to want to play for himself? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I think you touched on it. My shadow, right? He was always, we went to the same high school, Mm -hmm. played offensive line, played defensive line. Although he might not have been suited for that position. I'll never forget. It's a quick story about that. I was, Varsity starter as a sophomore, came mm-hmm. up, did all that stuff. Two-way started by my junior year, senior year. I was the O-line captain, D-line captain, all-county. I was up for every award for the lineman that you can think of. One of the coaches to him said, we expect you to be your brother. And right then and there, he wasn't his why brother. He gotta do, why did he have to do that you right know, there? It, it just definitely wasn't fair to him right then and there, and that really kind of stunted him mm. initially. And then – we kind of took two separate paths coming out of college, out of high school, right? I went to college. I went away to college. I tried to play football, went down the rugby path. A lot of guys know me. They know I went down that rugby path. And then we kind of came, I came back and. You came back like a different person? You know, like when, uh, when you do six six weeks of boot yeah, camp and then yeah. you go to mil- like I wasn't a dick, <laughs> you know? Okay. I mean, sorry, you know, just to, yeah. to put it bluntly, uh, you know. I kind of went away to college thinking I was the best person in the world. Mm. You know, I was the best football player. I was the best lineman. But then you're on a team with 500 guys who are the best team, best player at their team, best player in their region, best player in their state, best player in there. And it's all of a sudden it's humbling because you're used to being told, all right, you're the starter today. You're the starter today. And now it's like, I got to compete with you. I got to compete yeah. with you. I got to be the best every day. So that mm. kind of changes you a little bit. So I came back and I started playing five man, which I know a lot of people laugh at, but I was this half the person I was here and I brought him down I said hey you're athletic let's play and then he kind of started to see how I viewed the game so Donald is very football savvy you've talked to him about everything he knows what's going on but we always viewed the game differently Mm. 
I saw it from an X's and O's standpoint, so to speak, and he saw it from a player standpoint. So, okay, well, this player wants to be the superstar. Yes, that might be the case, but you can't be the superstar if 10 other guys aren't doing their position. Mm. So if this lineman is a reach block and he's supposed to combo and he misses, there's a gap. Mm. So I kind of, I don't want to say I taught Donald how to look at it big picture was, but I can sit there, we can go to a high school game and I can say, okay, if they run this, the hole's going to be there. And he kind of started to pick up on that. And I guess I kind of started giving him confidence, so to speak, because I was like, just go out and play, go out and play, go out and play, go out and play. Mm. And before you know it, He's running Sofa Kings. Nice. He's now there. We talk every Sunday. He tells me how he does. I tell he do him that, that do. knee dip like he good. <laughs> he's, when he's, I saw him, I'm like, he's come trying. on. You know, he's a little too fat for that. Not that he's, good. He's chunky. Donald, um, you're not that good. But, you know, it, it was a different perspective. He got to see how I viewed the game, and I think that started to rub off on him mm-hmm. because even when we watch professional games, he's watching this. I saw all 22. Mm. He's like, well, you know, let's use the Giants, for example. He's like, the tight end ran this. I was like, yeah, the tight end ran this, but he ran into coverage, took it away. Mm. The safety came down. The wide receiver was open over the middle. The lineman picked up the block, and everything worked. Mm. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. It's like combo, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I think that was the role I kind of played on him, just Mm. showing him the big picture, so to speak. Well, now Fundamentals, really, just one, two, three, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's the, you know, the biggest part of football is understanding everything, not just one person. So much raw talent, right? So much raw mm-hmm. talent. But you, if you don't know what to play, what to call, where to run, it's not going to work. I don't know any of that. I, I used to just play Madden. <laughs> and, and you already know my football story why I don't play. Anyway, going back to you and your brother, I just find this interesting because, you know, i never seen you. Like, I'm already seeing you at your mature form. Like, you already know how to play the game of flag football. I didn't see your brother be, like, not into it to starting to get into it to, like, now really into it. So I see, like, different cycles of you know him as a flag football player that identity that he has now what i wanted to ask you is do you think that just from his maturity of taking flag football serious the way you would you think you learned anything from him about flag football that you didn't know otherwise honestly i i don't know um you know i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm the smartest or the best player and Mm -hmm. i'm always learning right i go watch the bulldogs play Go watch main event on the circuit and see what their linemen are doing different technique-wise because some of those guys are former professionals. But Donald and I played different positions. Mm. you know. So maybe I understood what it was like with the quarterback making a throw on the run, but not not as much as you might think mm. because it's just it's different. We're in a totally different world. Interesting. So just talking about those connecting the dots, I find it interesting because you're very similar to me in a sense of you coach, you ref, play and you do all different sports i mean the whole rugby piece like when i think about the pinnacle of just like collision like even more than football because there's no pads right yeah but it's it is technically safer right so not to get too much into it i went and did uh concussions were my biggest thing when mm -hmm. i when i was going for my master's because the movie concussion had come out there was a lot of bad press about football so i did a long-term case study on the nfl Pop Warner and the high school sports taking concussions into consideration. And then I weighed the numbers against rugby. Rugby is technically and considerably much safer because of the rule variations and the way that you have to protect yourself in the sport. Yeah, I was going to say, if you already laid bare, I think it's a different type of protection than you would because you feel like you could take more chances well, in, a, in a game of padded football. Look at the way the players are tackling nowadays, right? Don't take the NFL because that's completely different. They're making their money, they have to go get those tackles. Look at college. Targeting, right? Everyone watches college football. 
how often do you see a targeting call? You know, um, the Penn State-Auburn game this weekend was a targeting call with the guy who led with the shoulder but hit the helmet. Questionable call, but the idea is they're trying to get the head out of the game. Mm. Look at what Seattle did during their Super Bowl run 2014. They called it the Hawk style of tackle. That was really rugby. Pete Carroll brought in players from, I believe, Fiji or Hawaii that had rugby background and said, hey, let's learn how to tackle. Put your head to the side, wrap, and roll. You know, the, we were talking about the other day at a nine-man game. We were traveling. We were talking about equipment and everything and how the game has evolved in just 10 years. Tackling is on the forefront. You know, the old school way used to say, lower your helmet, go right, helmet to ball, helmet to ball, helmet to ball. The new style is cheek to cheek. So my cheek should go to your butt cheek and my head should be out of it. Back in the day when you were coming across the field on somebody, you would scrape your helmet across their stomach. Mm. Now you scrape across their back. Because if that guy breaks the tackle, he's breaking your arm and your shoulder. He's not breaking your head and sending your head to the ground. Mm. So it's it's... Rugby, I think, is a little safer, but it's a different game. Mm. It's not really viewed like that in the United States, but, no. it, is, but it is growing. It is growing significantly. But thanks for putting me onto that. Normally, at uh, the beginning of my volleyball season, we put that New Zealand that chant haka. thing. The haka. Yeah, and, and this year, this one girl is so worldly that uh, she's like, I saw them live at like Wembley Stadium, and I went, wow, I didn't expect that. I, we just put it up on YouTube. And, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big part it. of their, you know, it's their tradition and their history of what they were as like tribal warriors. Mm. You know, uh, the Maori clan, but that's something completely different that, you know, we don't have to get into. I believe Mike Tyson mentioned them. He's like, I got this because in New Zealand is the Maui tribe. Is it the <laughs> same tribe that he just said, Maui? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so and he those guys was are bred did, just to kill. Did he butcher the pronunciation or? I mean, probably, but he said Maui. Would, <laughs> yeah. would you ever say that to Mike Tyson? That you no, butchered the pronunciation? Uh, maybe now. <laughs> are you sure? Have you seen the videos of this guy? Oh, yeah. He not yeah. He, he'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely don't want to get killed. But, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, just even talking about that last conversation, I didn't even, I wasn't even hip to rugby like that. I just always thought of it as like, well, if there's no pads <laughs> and they're playing like football, that's got to be the realest. But the way you broke it down, you know, thinking about just cerebrally of me you know, consuming that information and now just putting that in, it seems like you kind of grasshop to different styles, methods of just learning and variation. So, you know, I like to call that um, a buccaneer scholar, somebody that doesn't care about where you get the information. You know, I look at somebody like Sean, he just got deep knowledge of different things. And I like the way he puts in, like, the storytelling. He told me this one story that, like, I just, when we were at McDonald's, you were telling me about the Xerox thing. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget that for the rest of my, I already used that, like, four, on, like, four of my <laughs> friends, like, do you want it? Do you want to get to the bag like independently or you want to just like sign a major and like be a, be a slave to the page in a rhyme book? I, I just didn't. So, you know, and just listening sure, to all sure. of that is I can't believe that you're able to just connect different types of um, schools of thought, just different subject matters and, and kind of interweave it. And I think that's what I, I definitely want to stay in touch with you. But do you think that's the reason why? You're into, you know, former football coach, flag football player, and then also rugby coach and then referee. Do you think all of those different things is because you're just so curious about life in general and you want to see how you can tinker things and reverse engineer things? Yeah, I think absolutely that's something that it is. But for me, it's more so sports. You know, I, I, I like to be involved in sports. Mm. You know, thinking back to the pandemic, when we lost sports, I was depressed. I didn't know what to do. I was... You know, I wound up picking up baseball because that was the only thing that was on, and I hated baseball mm. for 28 years of my life. But the bugging. last two years... Did you see the new Mets documentary? I did, but I don't want to talk about the Mets. 
I don't want. How talk great about was the Mets. that documentary? That was very though. good, but I don't want to talk about the Mets. Okay, we but won't. you know they're they're a dumpster fire of an organization right now. But um, I, I do think that that plays a part. You know, you're trying to piece together, and I think that what kind of makes you better as a coach. You can't go in with this one fixated mindset that we're going to do it my way, we're going to do it my way, we're going to mm. do it my way. Mm. You have to take other people's ideas. Now, a few years ago for Christmas, when I first really got into coaching, I'd asked my parents, I wanted every coaching book that that was out there. The 4-3, the 3-4, Pete Carroll's book, Bill Belichick's book. And you started to read these different trains of thought that they had, and it was like, you know, Pete Carroll's borrowing ideas from this person, but they say, hey, it's Pete Carroll's idea. But Pete Carroll's like, it's not my idea. I took it from... Uh, the former 49ers coach, I'm drawing a blank, the one in the 80s who won the Super Bowls. Bill um, Walsh. Yes. You know, he learned under Bill Walsh. Then Damn, I put, at, I put Plath on or something. <laughs> I feel but, special right now. You know, now. you look at Bill Belichick, he learned under, under Bill Parcells. So, you know, I don't want to say that I mimicked these guys, but I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't mimicking these guys mm. and that train of thought that mm. you have to learn, you have to tinker with things, mm. you have to be open-minded. Oh, with for sure, for sure. In any business, I think it's anything... I feel like if you like look at uh, Bill Gates, you know, you know Mark Zuckerberg, that whole thing. You know, if you if you see a good idea and you can maximize it, that's kind of what you know Legends did. They saw a good idea and wanted to make it better, and that's what I was. You know, that's what we were trying to do for I think the last nine years now. So, yeah, that's a super Fendi man, you, and you're definitely always trying to improve LI Legends, and we thank you for that. Um, going back to what we were saying before with. Um, you know, the whole ref in peace. I remember I was on the other side, and this was like my first week, so I just felt completely like, I felt like, you know, when um when Scott Hall came to WCW, like that's how I felt. Because yeah, everyone was like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> it's like a like an open secret. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not WCW. there anymore. I'm not, just not there anymore at all. And they're like, why? And I'm like, eh, just, I'm here. How's that? So when I saw a familiar face, remember, my context is you as a lineman at an eight-man, right? So yeah. like when I'm seeing you ref, I'm like, not only you reffing, you reffing with like Dave Pratelli. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I ref the lacrosse game with him. So like I look, I think of him in a different context too. I don't think of him as flag football. I think of him as the other sports that I reffed him. Um, how'd you get into reffing? Like where did where did that start? Um, honestly, I don't play summer. I'm fat. Summer is hot. It's it's you're out there on the turf. <laughs> um, and he had posted it that he hot. needed he needed officials. Mm. So I said, instead of me just doing nothing, because like I said before, I always want to be involved in sports. Always want to be there. I was. I reached out to him. I said, hey, I know the game. You need refs. I think it's a match made in heaven. Mm. Now, I think it's always a jarring experience when, you know, especially somebody that plays eight-man. The reason why I don't do eight-man, aside from the extra amount of time. You cry? It's just, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's it's as if the intimidation scares me. Like I ref at I ref at Dykeman in the city, basketball. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Everything is yeah. smoke. Yeah. So when like a lineman talks to me, I'm like, first of all, like this is a farcical game. Like, let's be real. We got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> that's, 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 I used to be a fighter, but now my term is guy. I got to go to work tomorrow. Right. Like yeah. my boss is not going to understand or appreciate that I'm calling out because <laughs> I acted tough in a flag football game. Yeah. She's going to say, "Get your ass here," or you might not have a job on Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to my man, boss, man. I think about him when I tell you this story. So this kid, we used to play ball. And, I mean, we go to the park, and his brother used to shoot a jump shot. If you see this Lamar Odom jersey right back of me, that was a jersey that uh, his brother used to wear. He just lost his life in a car accident sorry, last yeah. month. Yeah. So, you know, boss moved to Houston. But before that, I just remember 
he would talk so much when we played ball. And I love it because I talk too. But then it was just one day he was like, man, I need some money, man. I was like, all right, well, why don't you do flag football? So I can't believe how much the difference between his confidence in basketball and him just being so, so, so humiliated, like I, not humiliated in a bad way, but more like humbled. Like I, now I have humility mm-hmm. after the experience that I've had because I didn't know that I had to keep the score. I didn't know I had to keep the clock. I didn't know I had to announce how many downs there were. I didn't know that I was supposed to run. I didn't know I was supposed to watch the <laughs> wide receiver and then the quarterback. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, so how you feel about yelling at referees now? And he's like, you know what? I had no idea. So I know it probably softened you, like surprisingly. It did, you know, and, and before we, we, we got started, uh, you and I had a, a conversation about this. And the one thing I said to you is I have a whole new respect for the mm. officials. You know, I'm out there. I ref a lot of guys that I play against, right? And like, that's got to be weird. It was the first time, but I found that they've also appreciated because I do know the rules. Like the Reapers, the Reapers and the Renegades played uh, the Super Bowl, or I guess the what? The play? Um, yeah, it was the finals. The, yeah. the Long the Island, Island finals, finals yeah. yeah. And, you know, there were some calls that I didn't necessarily agree with. You know, Dave, that's the good thing about Dave. When you're refing with him, you can talk to him about something. If he yeah. makes a call, he's going to ask you, did you see this? Did mm-hmm. you see that? And sure. there was one particular play, I'm not going to forget, it was a two-point play. The quarterback for the Skulls was going to pass it, and he kind of rolled out, and the defender, from Dave's perspective, it looked real bad. It looked like he completely annihilated him. But he didn't because he had spun into him, and there was the defender, and on his spin was right into him. So we spoke to about it, and, you know, afterwards the Renegades, I'm sorry, the um, Reapers were like, we appreciate the call went a different way because you had a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, my perspective of the officials is completely different because mm-hmm. there are just two guys out there, and no matter how you cut it on the offensive line, you can't, if you're standing on the left side of the offense, you can't always see the right tackle. You can't see what's going on in the center, but you got a great view of the left tackle and the right defensive end. If something happens on the far right side of the field – it's hard for me to see, especially when there's four big bodies or five, sure. if you want to include the quarterback, <laughs> mm. in your view. Mm. So a guy might say, hey, I was held. I'm sorry, I just didn't see it. It's right. not that it didn't happen. It mm. might have happened, and I'm not going to argue that it, it, that it happened. But the truth was, freeze frame everything. Come to my side and tell me you can see that. Yeah. Because you just can't. I, I'm sorry. I already know just, you can. You just sure. can. It's just, I already know you can. You know, but even if you look at the NFL, it still happens. Yeah, you know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go back and you watch any one of the games, there's always something going on right. because... And they got like 10 refs. Yeah, and they're not <laughs> seeing everything and yeah. because this guy's well, got to watch this, this guy's got to watch that. They focused on a zone. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and in reality, in flag, sometimes so are you. You know, you got a guy who's about to go grab the quarterback's flag, mm-hmm. misses it or grabs it, however you want to look at it, yeah. but mm-hmm. that one other additional lineman is saying, oh, well, you didn't see the hold. Mm. Well, what would you rather me focus on? The chance that your player might have just gotten a sack, and especially in pop flags, those things are sometimes hard to see if you don't hear the pop or see the flag come up. Right. You're like, do you want me to see that he may have just gotten a sack before the ball came off, so I'm focusing on the quarterback's right. arm and the hips at the same time? Mm. Or do you want me to kind of chameleon this and have one eye looking at you and one eye looking at him? For sure. And that's just the, the, the truth of it. You can't see everything. And I think, you, you I think that's to. why sometimes it's good to have like what we did with Booth Review to try to have an extra angle. Booth Review is fire. Yeah. But see, I got I got all defensive. I'm like, I know I'm right. Put 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 that on everything. <laughs> let's see the let's see the dot MOV. All right. The the ru- the ruling on the field is confirmed. I want to get real referee nerdy with you. 
Okay. So, and I, I, I'll ask this to, to Sean too. Um, you know what's very interesting about flag football? It was the first sport I refereed, and I only did kids. So you only refer one person in the other league, and I just grew a, a pair of balls that day. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a lot of things going on. And you ref 100% of the time because there's, no, there's nobody to, to help you. Mm-hmm. Now, when I started doing five-man, I ain't know nothing. And there's a, like a head ref, and then there's the backfield. Backfield, there are people that just start. I was like, oh, this is like not even equal responsibility. I don't just stay over here and never do line <laughs> and not worry about that. So when you do that, I always felt as though the line judge is like 80% responsibility and 20% responsibility. The only reason why I mention this to you is in a game of baseball, when you're umpiring high school game, you got somebody that's behind the plate, and then you got somebody that's on the field. Vastly different experiences yeah. umpiring both. Run. Sure. You think the field thing is not that hard, but then, you know, even last year I had 30 bang-bang plays in one game. And, I mean, I was going, and I'm like, correct, correct, correct. Like, I was on it. But then when I think about refing basketball, it's 50-50. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're running with them. You're calling it. You switch. You're in a new position. Now they, they switch. So it's constantly doing it. But flag football is different, 80-20. Would you agree with that percentage, or would you – would you change the levels? Well, for five man, I can't really speak. Mm. I refed one five man game, and I might not have been great. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that. You, I, you I, must I, have you been know, bored. I, I, Were you bored? That was with me, right? It was with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that that made it boring, I, right? Well, I was I, I was a little bored because I'm not a big five man guy. Like, I'm sure you I probably mean, you don't like it playing. So how would how could you possibly well, like it? I, I do I like didn't it playing to do like much. I was just like you know like watch like just kind the of be there to see some stuff. And, yeah, but I love playing. I love going out yeah. for catches. I love doing all that. And like when Donald hits me up to come play, where where Tony Romo and Jason Witten, nice. the guy the guy can find me no matter what. You know, there's games where I've had five touchdowns with him. Nice, but um, I just saw you had a nice touchdown in that tournament. I, right? I did. A little, uh, you know, what was um, it? Describe the play a little. Bit. It was like a tight end leak. It was just a tight end leak. A quick little jab, and I ran right up the seam because no, because we kept us in the whole time. You got your Kelsey on. Uh, something like that, you know. I that Kelsey ca- run I, was so hurtful oh, in real time. Beast. That was beast. I, I made the catch, and I, I kind of stopped running because I thought the guy grabbed my flag, and I thought it popped, but it didn't. And next thing you know, I'm in the end zone. And they're like, "Oh, you scored!" I'm like, "Oh, I scored." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, for eight man, I think it's fifty. The way you talk about it, though, the the play was actually a lot better than what you. It, it was. I'm it. I'm yeah. I'm just being humble yeah, because gonna, I want. <laughs> listen, Justin, if you're listening, I want another to throw. The flag, you went through like three guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was Justin, play, I want yeah. you to throw me the ball again. All right, <laughs> so I'm being very humble right now. <laughs> nice. But uh, eight man, That's I awesome. do think it plays a little fifty fifty, but maybe it's more sixty forty, um, because that line guy is watching the line. I don't see you don't see what's going on in the backfield. Uh, well, when I say backfield, I mean receiver area, safety receivers, all that stuff. But in the the grand scheme of things, once the ball leaves the quarterback's hands, you have to look upfield. You have to see what's going on because the play might cut back to the left side, hmm. and Dave's standing on the right side. So you're standing on one sideline, Dave's standing on the other sideline. Right. Now Dave's great. Dave will stand in the middle, and he can kind of he can see everything. Hmm. Dave has been doing this longer than I've been alive. Um, but you know, there are times where he's human, I'm human. So I think in eight man, it has to be a 50, 50 split, mm. but more so it's going to be probably closer to 60, 40 pre-play right. because I'm only watching or the line guy, not, not me, but typically it is me. Cause I'm not going to watch the backs. You're watching six, six guys, seven guys between two teams mm. and you got 16 on there. So mm-hmm. 
He's watching for pass interference. He's watching for illegal contact, holding, all that stuff. Mm. But once the play goes, it becomes 50-50 because now I'm looking to see maybe he missed the flag grab because he's got the four guys in front of him. Maybe I saw it because there's a lineman chasing from the backside. Boom, I saw it pop off. This guy, well, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame of just his brain? <laughs> yeah. Smithsonian. He's put a lot of years in trenches, man. I just, where, I just like the way he beat because yeah. it's like it's captivating for me. I mean, I listen, when you ref for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Like I'll tell you, like you set you're seven seasons away, and I'm like that's I'm not eyeballing it. I oh I am eyeballing it because I just I have so many reps, you know. So like I think like my last my last game in in uh, the WWF, um, some guy was like, "That's not a pass interference." I'm like, "Bro, I've done more games than you ever will." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you do one game a week. I do like in all sports, like I do thirty a week. Like it, it's it's not even a compare. I just I hate it when it's like that, man. You know, I just I, I just don't like when they talk to me like that. But you know, I th- I think that's so cool that just just your mind is a sponge. Now, I guess my final question to you is: if Sean probably has a lot more questions, but I wanted to ask you this: You're involved with rugby, and rugby doesn't really get recognized in the United States. And now, I really think that, and we were talking about this off air, flag football now really has a, a, an opportunity to really grow, especially Absolutely. in light of the concussions. Um, what do you think has led to the success and rise of flag football, and what do you think needs to be done to further it as a sport? That's a great question. Um, I think what's led to the success is publicity, mm. right? I mean, you have NFL players even coming down, and look at that AFFL stuff. Mm. Right, they had a team two years ago or three years ago where it was Michael Vick and Chad Johnson and all mm. these guys, and I think they ultimately lost to fighting cancer. Mm. You know, they, they're not flag boys. They're not flag. They're not. It's a whole different game, yes, sir. But I, I think that that movie concussion, as bad as it was for tackle football, was great for, like you said, the growth of flag football, and I think it's starting at the ground level, mm. right? Like I, I can speak for myself. I've been playing football since I'm five years old contact tackle football since I'm five years old Mm. flag only in my later twenties flag football didn't exist 10 years. Well, geez, I'm 31. So I guess it didn't exist 20 years ago, 25 Mm. years ago when we were very light. It was very light, you know, and back then the stigma was, well, if you're playing flag football, are you really a football player? Right. Because why aren't you putting pads on with us? Why aren't you coming out here? Mm. And still kind of the stigma. (laughs) It is, but not so much because I think parents are kind of waking up to the sense that, hey, listen, I think we can get them into contact football in middle school, but we need to start them at a smaller level playing flag football. And I think that's just really been it. It's, it's, I I don't know, I can't speak for all 50 states, but I'd be willing to bet that it's in at least 60% of the states that are playing right now. I mean... Texas, it's big. Florida, it's big. You know, we go down there every year to a tournament in Florida. Mm. It's it's growing in New York. Um, you go down the East Coast, it's in the DMV. It's in New Jersey. It's, yeah, it's in, everywhere. You know, so I think that's West been the Coast, biggest thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think safety. You know, it's 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 a safer form of football. For sure. And when, you know, some guys constantly ask me to come play semi-pro, and I don't know if you're familiar with semi-pro football. Mm. It's regular football, just guys paying their way to go play. Mm. But when I look at it from a lineman perspective, I can literally do the exact same thing in eight man that I could do with pads on. But I never have to worry about getting blindside blocked. Never have to worry about anyone chopping at me. So if you're going to play me, we're going to play skill-based. Are you better than me blocking? Am I better than you rushing? 
and my knees are going to be intact. The only way my knees are going to go is if, which is it's happened to me sometimes, just a freak accident where a guy slides, uh, sideswipes you. But other than that, there's, you know, you can do everything in flag football that you do in regular football. It, t- it takes all the, the bad parts. Yeah, it does. Parses out the, the things that are just like. A- absolutely. And I think that's why we're seeing it grow. And I think that's why we're going to continue to see it grow because there's so many styles. Mm. And not only that, it's not just for guys anymore. It's co-ed. There's female leagues popping up left and right. I mean, look at the AFFL. I don't know if you guys watched it, but there was a the women's tournament. That was on CBS Sports every weekend while that tournament was going on. Nice. So it's just it's becoming this massive game that everyone wants to be a part of, and a lot of people are seeing it at the ground level and saying, hey, I want to be a part of that. Does it have your heart out of all the things that you're involved with now currently? <sighs> Maybe. You know, I mean, I think about it probably more than I should. Mm. You know, I'm uh, Justin, the quarterback for the Ducks, we're, we're constantly talking. I'm in the group chat with all the guys. We're constantly talking about football and different things. And, um, you know, I think my heart's just right now is in coaching because I think that's what I want to do long term. But at the same time, I look forward to those games on Sunday. Mm. And when they get canceled, it's, it's heartbreaking because <laughs> you just worked a miserable week Monday through Friday. I feel you. And all of a sudden now you get to go play with your friends. You get mm. to go out there and do a sport that you've been playing for 25-plus years. And, mm. yeah, I guess my I would say that my heart's connected very deeply to flag football. So I get the coaching component, but do you think that when it's all said and done and you hang it up ultimately in flag football that you're just going to continue to referee? It? Yeah, I think so. I just want to be involved. Like that's so. I'm going to be seeing his ass for a while. Yeah, probably. What's happening? All right, Definitely. all right, Sean. I, I see what Definitely. you're doing. You're getting all you're getting all the big dogs to come on the show. All right, I see what you're. Nah, saying. honestly, I always believe that the best referees are always like the former players who know the game, who've played like years and years of flag football, so or whatever it is, you know. But attesting to what he was saying, you know, there's so many different you know formats out there mm. right now for flag football. The formats are just. Unlimited. Yeah, he was the telling me about do, the three-man you know, like, uh, crane yeah. style. And then, from like Bruce he said, the women's, the, 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 there's also, like, co-ed, you know, there's um, men's, you know, there's there's kids, obviously. Um, but there's, like, f- you know, four-man, five-man, six-man, seven-man, eight-man, all the way up to nine-man. I don't even know if there's a 10 or 11-man, but... Um, I think there is, but I don't think a lot of people play that. Like that's that one that you too see. Much. Yeah, yeah, that's that one where you see <laughs> on uh, Instagram all the time with the ads of guys shoulder charging and yeah. tackling the, the rough touch. I think it is no, mm. nothing against it. Not my style, right? But you know. So I had a question for you actually about old school DSP. <laughs> so, um, so I know you guys had you know just a, a beast line. You guys had huge battles with green machine you guys had just crazy wars with people on that hofstra grass you know so i just want to you take me through you know one of the seasons or you know um you know that quarterback you had the lacrosse player he was nasty you know he was really good um but your line was always beast and take take me through a couple of those plays you know tom tom carlson obviously um you know a couple of the guys in the team that really been playing with you for for a while christian you know, also a Hall of Famer guy. Um, you know, take me through one of those seasons, you know. Like, what what's it like to be on a DSP team? <laughs> it was interesting. Um, you know, we were all young at that point. We were just out of college. Some of us were just out of college. College. Some of us were still in college. We were 23, 24. 
who was going out the night before? What were you doing? Were you going to be at the game the next day? <laughs> um, but there was just something about it when we got on the field that we could have had seven guys. We were going to be scrappy. Uh, we played. We played tough. We played hard. We played physical, and we like to run the ball. You know, that was when flag football was still sure, kind of raw. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, I think, one of the first few teams actually in Legends that for nine sure. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our nice little run, but it was it was one of those things where you just didn't know who was going to show up. You didn't know who was going to be there, but you knew that whatever eight guys you put on the field, you were going to get. You were gonna get a lot of yeah, a lot of fun, yeah, yeah. You know, like everyone giving just their. You own, know, like, everyone had their own celebration. <laughs> everyone had their own different dance that they wanted to do. Nice. You know, I I was the the feed me before Zeke was the feed me. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love my, it. my boy Dre, after he made a field goal, would pull the arrow from from his back and uh-huh. shoot the arrow. <laughs> you know, Tommy was Tommy two awesome. plates. For you sure. know, nice. Joey Paps with the with the Ric Flair chops after the game. I don't know if we can say Ric Flair right now. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, those chops after the game, it was just one of those things where we enjoyed playing with each other. We enjoyed being with each other because mm-hmm. we were all such good friends that right. after the game we would all go back to, you know, Dre's house or Christian's house and nice. just hang out. And it was mm-hmm. win, lose, or, or draw. We were, you know, win, lose, you still booze. You yeah. know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I wanted to say, like, if you had to compare your DSP team to like an NFL team now, I would have said that you guys, you know, test, you can disagree with me if you want, but you guys would be like the prime time Pittsburgh Steelers with Le'Veon Bell at running back. You have, you know, Carlson is kind of like Le'Veon Bell. You have the line, the beast line, very defensive minded team, you know, and then you have Ben Roethlisberger come in a few times. That guy who's played a few quarterback uh, plays for you guys, but we um, went through a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were always a quarterback away from from winning. But I I do think that's a good comparison because we mm-hmm. wanted to just smash it down your throats and mm-hmm. and just run you the game. And there was a period of time where we called ourselves DSP, but we called ourselves defense. Defense solves problems. Nice. You know, you had Bracken at linebacker. You had Celeste at yeah, corner. Beast, yeah, Dre, who was a monster. Mm-hmm. The end. Austin Restaino, mm-hmm. who was there, and it was just. We're going to ground and pound and, and go up 7 nothing on you, and then we're going to let our defense make a play. Nice. That was, yeah, I love that. That was the old-school motto. For sure, for sure. And I think that's just awesome to kind of have that history, have that you know history of flag football, um, that how it's developed over the years, and especially on Long Island. I mean, just, you know, I played in that other league, and I had my own team. Um, you know, you probably seen when I had – the Duck Dynasty. I don't know if you remember them. I don't. I, you yeah. know, I. But that was like very young, and then I wasn't in that other got league too much until after team. I left DSP. Okay. So my first flag that was like 2014 was, or so. Yeah, I was with yeah, you guys like, for yeah. for a while, and nice. then DSP just kind of broke up, and I became, I guess, yeah. a free agent, so to speak. And mm-hmm. we had combined with the Hustle mm-hmm. with with oh, Lou, Lou and Hustle yeah. at quarterback, and then Lou was playing with Scott's Eagles, who mm-hmm. was over in the other league, mm-hmm. and I kind of started playing with them. And then the rest is kind of history. I just kind of started picking up momentum in the flag game, and the Ducks were always around, and then kind of grabbed with the Narps, and Hoof Hearted has asked me a bunch of times, and I know they've been in and out of both leagues. And um, I've just always been one of those guys that's been there. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm – now I'm settled in on the Ducks, and I think that's where, where the rest is going to be. 
Yeah. So put put me through like what's been what's it like? You, we're talking about the past. We talked about DSP. This is years ago. But let's talk about the present with you and the Ducks and the line and the defensive line that you guys have. You know, like what's what's it feel like in that huddle when you just know, like, all right, like you're looking around, you're like, all right, I see who's in this huddle right now. We have talent uh, among talent, right? I mean, so what I, does it feel to like be inside that huddle during something like that? Confidence. You know, we, we trust each other. We trust Justin's going to, you know, speaking from offense, because now that we've added so many players, or the Ducks have added players, I don't, you know, um, I've predominantly shifted to only offensive line. I play defense when needed, but everyone knows I'm getting older, I'm fatter, I'm slower. I like playing just the offensive line, so that's where I tend to play with them. It's confident. We can be down by a touchdown with 30 seconds to go. I see Brian, I see Sheen, I see Stretch, you know, Kyle when he's there. Um, I know he's a big travel guy for us, but you have Justin, a quarterback, and Justin doesn't get rattled. Mm -hmm. You know, he is calm, cool, collective, you know. It's, you know, I guess he's the epitome of a duck, right? He's calm on the surface, maybe underneath his feet are going, but he's never showed that. Mm -hmm. And you know that as long as we're still in the game, touchdown, two touchdowns with enough time, you know that, Justin's going to find your weakness and exploit it. And yeah, I, I mean, I think anyone in Long Island could attest that he is probably, you know, one or if not, you know, one, two of the best quarterbacks in Long Island, you know. And, yeah, and I, don't, I, think, I don't disagree. I think it's just a testament, you know, obviously Alfair is there, you know, um, Thorne just, you know, talking about guys in the Hall of Fame, Legends Hall of Fame. But um, he's always been up there. He's always been, you know, one, two. And I think that's a testament to how he plays. He's like fast. He's mobile. You know, he can get out of the pocket. He can sling it downfield. He hits his passes, you know. And, absolutely. and he's a team guy. I think he amongst is. all, he, he, he doesn't really care is. about, you know, his touchdowns. Or if he has to run, he, he runs, right? So um, I think at the end of the day, he, he's just like, you know, feeding into everyone. He's got a, it's a tough court, a tough job to be a quarterback. You know, you got to feed everyone. You know, you got to kind of give everyone the ball, right? It so. is, but the truth is, and this is a testament to Sheen, to, to Stretch, to Brian, to any wide receiver that stepped on the Ducks field, if you're eating, go eat. I'm not going to steal from your plate right now. But when you need me, hey, I'm still here. And and they've, they've done that. They complement each other so well. They they, they work in tandem. That we, we all support each other where I think we're a very close team on and off the field. And, you know, like Brian could be having a great day and she might be running – uh, flies all day just to take the safety off because Brian's getting a one-on-one -on -one matchup against the cornerback who can't press him and Sheen's like all right I'm gonna run the fly then all of a sudden you know they're, they're cheating up on Brian Sheen's run that fly all day boom Sheen here's a touchdown for 60 yards and it's it's never an ego thing nobody on that team has an ego that's too big for the room we've all understood that we play a role on this team and I think that's what makes us so good mm -hmm. that everyone respects each other and you you want it? We want to win. It, it's crazy because um, the one season, the winter season, when you guys just swept and you let let up no points in the playoffs. Um, I and, was not and, on that. And team. those and those. Uh, but those I, I was I was on the Reapers that year. Oh, All right. Oh. So yeah. so with that though, quick <laughs> no 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 quickly quickly with that right. Um, yeah. So I have a history with some of those guys on the Reapers. I played on the Mastic Wolverines. That was my first big break into okay. eight man away from five man away from Scott Siegel's Mastic Wolverines and Matt Bonanno mm -hmm. kind of grabbed me and said, hey, let's play. And we went on a little bit of run in the other league. And, you know, then all of a sudden they broke up. I had torn my bicep. I was out for a while. Mm -hmm. Came back, went with the NARPs. But 
you know, I was playing with the Reapers because I know DJ, I know Ronnie, I know CJ. I go back with those guys right. probably five years now. Nice. And the Ducks weren't in. But it was the first winter season post-COVID. So I was like, I, I want to play football. I don't care where it is. I would have gone with any other team, but I had known those guys. I was friends with them. Mm. Three weeks into the season, Justin shoots me a message, goes, don't hate me. Excuse me, but don't hate me, but I'm putting a team in. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I, I want to come play with you guys. Yeah. But the truth is, that's not who I am. You just have a prior. I, I, I committed. Yeah. I'm going to see the season through with them. Yeah. I'm not going to just jump ship now. Yeah. So I wasn't a part of that team. So I don't <laughs> I don't know what went on with the chemistry okay. there that year. Yeah. But I just in general, I think the Ducks, um, when they're playing, I think one of the were you there for the Monday Night Football um, Long Island finals game? No, I wasn't. I actually okay. had to miss that. I so, I, I, so that that game was one of the most like best football games I've seen. And that was with the dogs, just right? A testament to Justin, right? Um, my dad came to the game, and he and he's always like, you know, just like really want to watch like the competitiveness of flag football. And I tell him all the time, like, I'm like, Dad, you got to come down and watch one of these eight man games. Like, it's really beast. And he's seen some highlights that I show him in videos and stuff. So he was always like, Wow, this is like really cool. You mind if I come down and watch and things like that? So he came down to the Monday night football game. It was the Long Island Finals, the Ducks versus the, the the Bulldogs, and it was like one of the best games I've seen in flag football in a while. Came we down to that play going. on fourth down, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 we had the live going. I watched um, it all online. You were watching the live, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we had the live going. We were, you know, recording everything uh, under the lights. I think it was just one of the best. Sheen was going off, um, but you know, just the Bulldogs had made a great defensive play. Um, but either way, I think just in general, the Ducks have a great team. You're, you you must feel like very blessed that you're with them now um, to b- kind of be able to travel with them, to play with someone that you just know, you trust. And I think that's just in general, flag football is taken for granted sometimes. The, the type of community you can bring together, the type of team it can bring together, guys that you wouldn't have met otherwise you meet in flag football. You know, I think it's really cool to – uh, be able to do that and do it on different teams like you have in the past. And Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I can speak with the Ducks because that's who I've been with now, I guess, since 2018 on and off with travel and that. You know, we'll, some of us will go out and play golf on the weekends together. Mm. You know, some of us will, you know, hey, if we're watching a game, hey, let's go meet up at the bar. Let's go do this. We'll, we'll text each other. You know, we're, we're kind of involved in each other's life to an extent that we're not just a flag football team. We legitimately care about each other. You know, and it's a lot of that shows when we're on the circuit because a lot of other teams are pieced together. And now I'm not taking anything away from any of those teams, right? They're they're good. Like, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the circuit, but you got some of these teams in ten in uh, the DMV area, like Rampage. They got some guys from Jersey that I, I'm sure play mm-hmm. in eight man, yep. but they're not playing all year round. We're playing all year round together, and we're not bringing outside guys look occasionally you bring outside guys in yeah of course it's you're going to get better doing that yeah but the truth is you look at our offensive line we all play together together Mm -hmm. you know on Sundays me Carney and Chance me Carney and Harvell me Carney Anthony Harvell like there's some kind of combination of the four of us that are always out there those wide receivers are always out there for Justin so that chemistry that we're bringing to legends carries over with us when we go and travel awesome yeah I think that's great that I'm able to even just provide something for guys to even just use it to whatever, however they want, right? Guys can play football to like football to come down and what have fun. You know, they can come down to try to be competitive and win a season. They can come down to meet people and, you know, really just have fun. 
Absolutely. Uh, like my, yeah, my like cousin is trying out for a team in the D division because he wants to play. He wants to have fun. He's, nice. you know, going out and doing that. And I, I said, hey, listen, the D division is a great place to get your footing. For sure. Because you're not going to run into guys like me or, you know, Wilkie or Jalen or Stretch or Sheen. You're going to get guys that want to play the game because maybe they're not the best players. And there's nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're going to get these guys that are down there that are that want to have fun on Sundays with their friends and show up and show out, which and, is awesome. Yeah, yeah you know that's that's, that's the beautiful thing about you know legends and flag football. You got these different divisions for different people to play a sport that they love. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, Ralph. I mean, anything. No, nah, I just, I, I just, I want to let everyone know this guy came with a plan. He has a pen and paper, and I'm so thankful <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't even have to write anything down because. You were so impressive with the indelible mark that you made for me of just the way your mind works, man. It's, Thank it's, you. And he, he was telling me off air right before that he was thinking, he, like, anytime he needs a recurring guest, bro, you come anytime, man. If you could I, chop it up and talk to other people the way you just talk. I love flight football. I don't got to do I, anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll just be the Lowry's if, if you need a little salt. But you, you, you got it, dog. You got it, man. That's, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yeah. Much success to all the things. There's... Before we wrap it up, um, what's your rugby team looking like? What's your fall looking like? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to possibly repeating for rugby. We were the tri-state champions last year. Nice. So, Congrats. Uh, or I guess two two years ago because mm-hmm. the pandemic, no, yeah, last yeah. year. But um, I'm looking to actually get started in play. We were supposed to have a game last weekend. Unfortunately, the team had forfeited against us, New Paltz Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um kind of kind of get their 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 situation a lot of teams are hurting for numbers because of the pandemic whereas mm-hmm. we're not you know shout out to my man Carl he's my captain he's a fifth year player nice came back uh for one more season and he recruited his his ass off he went to every freshman get together that he could he got with everything and wow. we got it we got a 40 man squad when last That's year awesome. we were we were hurting with like 12 guys and these these young guys show up in their sponges. So I'm just looking to putting in the work with these guys and letting them really just learn the game and, you know, maybe go compete for a national championship. Wow. That's awesome, man. And then also excited for refing and playing, right? Flag football? Well, playing is tough right now because rugby games are on Sunday, mm. which I, you, I, I that's don't That's your commitment. Get. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to miss a rugby game for football, you know, like November 6th. Sixth and seventh, there's a tournament in Rhode Island. I might just be driving out to go play on Saturday, but Sunday I have to be back because we have a game that day. And I believe we're playing Drew, and there's a little bit of a rivalry, so to speak, against them because they're the only team that beat us two years ago. So we're hosting them for our senior day, Mm. and we want to take it to them because – there are tarnish on a perfect season. So I, I, I like to play. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if given the choice, I'm going coaching 10 out of 10 times. No, listen, I respect that, man. Um, I, I literally ref every single sport except for volleyball. <laughs> and volleyball is my heart. I, I barely ref when it's season. And look, refing is it's my tough. priority. Yeah, but, but it's tough. It, it's tough to. Volleyball is my thing. That's, that's what I clear my schedule for. You're a coach, so you, you understand this. I tell people, everyone everyone always tells me, I want to be a coach, I want to be a coach, I want to be a coach. The first thing I say to them is, don't expect a big paycheck. 
right? I mean, I don't know what you're getting over Kellenberg, but I'm not getting much at, at Hofstra. But the truth is, you can pay me nothing. We do a fair love, man. You know, and I say that to people. You have to love the sport because, yes, you're coaching on the field from, for me, it's 6 to 8.30. I mean, 6 to 9. But our practices are 6.30 to 8.30. I'm there at 6 o'clock. Realistically, I'm there at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Working through, you know, this is my rugby notebook here, and I had to take out a bunch of pages that, you know, detail, what are we going to do at practice? Mm-hmm. What did this player do at practice? You know, who's my starting lineup today? Who's my starting lineup You have tomorrow? an assistant in all this? Nope, it's all me. Damn. Just me. 40 guys, one coach. So it's it's tough. But, you know, I tell guys I'm It's got to be a mental thrill for you, though. Uh, yes, but, you know, I would love a, an assistant. But, you know, it's it's tough with Hofstra financially. And, you know, how do I say to somebody who's not on the same wavelength as me, come out here and do this for, well, for nothing? Because you love the sport. Now, there's guys that want to do that. I have alumni that want to come back and do that. But do I want somebody that's that close to the team? I don't know. Because then kind of gets muddy. How are you going to take direction from somebody that you may have been doing a beer bong with? No, I, listen. A season I, ago. and Remember when I told you I've been coaching for 22 years? Mm-hmm. I, I used to like the girls that were on my team. Because <laughs> I was, I, you know, I went you, to school with them. Yeah, yeah. I just like graduated, the, so you know, it, it's it's tough because you have to separate professional Absolutely. from from business. You know, Absolutely. like that's I have one rule, and now these are these guys are adults, right? They're eighteen to twenty two. I had the rule in high school. I had the rule here. You can follow me on social media all you want, right? I'm public about it. I, I was a competitive weightlifter, so I made my page pri- uh, public so everyone could see. I post all my flag stuff. I post my cat. You she know. has done some crazy stuff <laughs> in weightlifting. Yeah, yeah, and I just got into cats because, I, like, I just. Moved here within like the past, I'd say seven months, and um, there's just this cat that's been chilling. Yeah, and my and all of my kids have been like, we want it, we want like, we want what? Like it's just chilling here. <laughs> just like, chills. That's, all, that's all he does. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, why am I? Why would I get a dog mm-hmm. when they bark and, and they act all mm-hmm. crazy? When the cat just literally is like, what up? Cat, cats take care of themselves. They, they got, good. They got, little, they got a little toilet that they use. I yeah. like cats. But, you know, <laughs> I, I had a rule to them. You can follow me. You can look at everything that I'm doing. I'm very transparent. I'll tell you what I'm doing. But I will not follow you until you graduate. I don't want to see what you're doing in your public life, uh, your private life. I want to know what you're doing when you're here on the field between the hours that were scheduled to, to be here. After that, you're on your own. Mm. You know, and, and I'm not stupid. I know what college kids are doing. I played college rugby. And the, the kids respect it when they're talking about their formal, which it's a big part of rugby, um, doing a formal every year because you celebrate the season. Mm. They'll wait till I leave the field to talk about it. They'll say, all right, coach, thank you for your piece. We got to talk about something. But they respect that. They're mm. not crossing that boundary and saying, oh, we're Friday night we're doing a party up the street and mm. this, that, and the other thing. Not that my kids are. They're very they're very good. They're, they're all that. But, you know, they're college kids. They're not crossing that boundary. I don't cross that boundary. I don't ask them to cross that boundary. They don't ask me to cross that boundary. Nice. I can't wait till your um, your wiseness catches up to your age. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to have that problem too. So now that I'm getting older, it's like it's finally matching up. Because you know when when you you probably felt this all your life, right? Like you might be so intelligent is so far ahead of your experience, but then when those two things meet, yeah, it's like you know. I, I think I had that problem when I first started coaching. You know, like I was trying to do six thousand things. Hmm. And now, I don't know if you're familiar with, with St. Dom's, but their football program only started back up. I mean, it was dead from 1991 to 2000, I don't know, 13? Yeah, we, I mean, I don't even remember playing St. Dom's. You know, and Ed Teeny, my former, my former coach who I learned a lot from, um, who's my first head coach. I was an assistant for him. I, was a, I bounced around a lot, but I learned from him a lot of things that I kind of incorporated. 
But I hit the ground and I was like, I need to do a million things. I need to do this. I need to revamp the offense. I need to start running these trick plays. And it was like, what are you doing? Keep it simple. And then, you know, we started winning some games and being competitive. You know, we didn't have, we didn't always have the best athletes, but we had the most determined athletes. And mm. towards the end, it started to cross its path. And it was like, oh, wow. Like you said, you're, you know, your intelligence meets, you know, your maturity. And I was more mature and I was starting to see things a lot clearer. Mm. And that's, I'm, you know, yeah. that's at Hofstra now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a different point in my life where I was at St. Anthony's for a little while coaching rugby. And, you know, I didn't make the best life choices. And, you know, that's just being young and immature. Mm, mm, but you've you've definitely grown from it, man. Ben, you know what? I'll leave some more meat on the bones because you're definitely going to come back. You're definitely <laughs> going to be a recurring theme, man. On behalf of Sean and myself, like, I just, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I, I, like I said, I love flag football. Yeah. I, I think this I see is, that. I think this is great. This is, you know, like we talked off, off air, look at a lot of these leagues in the city. They're, they're doing these things. They're, they're having their weekly shows, their weekly podcasts where, they're bringing different players in. They're bringing different perspectives. And with your question before is how does the game grow? This. Mm. This is how the game grows. All right. You know, and it's... Hofstra's sure. right there, so... Hofstra's right there, but it, it needs to continue to grow on Long Island. And and I'm sure you, you know, this was something I wanted to talk about, but we kind of drifted and, and you know, I'm going to speak from a lineman perspective. They've kind of disappeared, mm. right? Think about when you started the league. How many teams had full lines? Yeah. You didn't have to worry. Is, are you playing line today? Are you playing line right. today? Now you're kind of getting to these games, and it's like, where did these big guys go? Yeah, everyone wants to be wide receiver. Yeah. Everyone wants to touch the ball. <laughs> but that that we can have a whole another conversation on. Well, that. we need to have the Li Legends uh, online day. course I how mean, to be a lineman. There's just a huge pot of knowledge that we can talk about from flag football to you know your teams plays to to even just future rugby there's so much knowledge that you can bring to the table i think we're definitely gonna have to bring you back yeah absolutely i'd, I'd love to be back yeah, yeah i want to know more about rugby too <laughs> <laughs> but we'll wrap this up for sean mccann this is ralph the ref we are with big papa plot rob plot this is popping flags we're out of here peace peace thank you